Welcome to Awakening Genius. This is a podcast and community dedicated to your inspiration and your elevation so that you can live fully creatively expressed. I'm your guide, Dijon. Thanks for being here. Stay tuned in to get lifted. Before we get started today, I wanted to invite y'all into something very special. If you resonate with this energy that we're expressing here, then this is something that you will probably enjoy. It's an opportunity to deepen with our community and expand your current network of creatives. We now have a program here at Awakening Genius that is designed to help you embody the infinite creative potential that you have. We all have equal amounts of creative possibility living within us, and it's our work to embody it and ground it so that we can consciously co-create a world together. Now, some of us don't identify with the label artist, but being an artist is not about whether you express yourself through a specific medium, like painting or drawing. Being an artist is the level of presence you hold when you do anything. That's why an original painting is infinitely more valuable than a print because the artist actually interacted with that painting and infused it with their energy and consciousness. Art is an energetic transmission and it's not limited to the things we traditionally think of as art. When your grandmother cooks you a meal and infuses it with love, that is artistry in action. So inside of the Awakening Genius container, You learn how to cultivate high vibrational energy into the temple of your body through yogic practices. And then you will practice wielding that energy through creative exercises with community and play shops led by a diverse range of creatives. So you can express your artistry however you choose to. If that sounds intriguing to you and you wanna learn more and you wanna deepen with us, go visit www.awakeninggenius.club The link is also in the show notes, so you can access it there. We're looking forward to building with you, and now let's get into the episode. a year ago a little yeah. less than a year ago we just had a tribe that brought us together and we've been friends and i recently took her excellent coaching program which is what is that called alignment activation so we're going to be concise so we're not going to explain what that is now but afterwards if you feel called to connect with sydney after you feel the energy that she shares <laughs> we'll tell you how to do that so sydney recently wrote a book called the empath experience And in it, she shared her story of overcoming addiction, among other things. And it's a really powerful story. So I just wanted to have you on to share your experience. 
Thank you, Dijon. Yeah, it's beautiful to be here with you. And it's been, I think, one of the most transformative years of my entire life, just mm. this past year. And I've experienced a lot of transformation <laughs> in my life. But this past year has been like, wow, just such incredible growth and really beautiful to share that this timeline, this journey with you here in LA. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So yeah. like right now I know you do coaching and you lead group mm-hmm. programs and you just inspire people to be the best versions mm-hmm. of themselves. But you came from somewhere else. Like you had to overcome your own demons. Yeah. And I would love to hear what your experience was like through the darkness and how you mm. made your way out of it. Yeah. Wow. We were just talking a little bit earlier and I was telling you this memory that I had recently. It was really funny. Talk about contrast, like where I am now and where I could say where it all began. But that's a a much longer story, I would say. But I'll share this memory. I was having a memory recently of a time, if you could imagine. Wow. I was about 14 years old. I was, grew up in San Francisco in the middle of the city in the lower hate. Had super beautiful, like hippie parents. And yeah, I was like never home. I was never home. As soon as I grew up and was able to be out of the house and do my own thing, I was out all the time. And I found very quickly drugs and alcohol as a way to really help me numb my very intensely sensitive, psychic, and emotional experience, which I didn't have words to describe at the time. But in hindsight, I can tell, you know, that's exactly what I was doing. I was Mm. really trying to um, escape what were at the time really scary emotions. I was afraid of feeling. I felt such depths of like anxiety. I felt everything. My book is called The Empath Experience, What to Do When You Feel Everything, because that was my life. I felt everything and I was terrified. Mm. I felt so overwhelmed. And so anyways, if you can imagine 14-year-old Sydney hanging out in Dolores Park, or DP as we used to call it, in the Bay. And I was hanging out with all these friends that I had amassed who were from a bunch of different schools around the city. And we were hanging out, circled up, like smoking a blunt. And at one point I hit the blunt and I was like, this, t- this is different. What's going on here? And someone who I was hanging out with was like, oh, I just put a little crack in it. <laughs> just sprinkle a little crack in the blunt <laughs> just for a little extra. And I just remember, I remember that it's not often that I remember these times, you know, cause I'm so far removed from that space. At that time I was also like going around on drug deals and I was also having friends shot and killed selling ecstasy which I was doing all the time whenever I could get my hands on it Mm. and I was experiencing people in my life who I partied with at that time being killed like in their front door just in a drive-by and so I was around a lot of really dangerous kind of precarious situations which I frankly sought out like I part of my experience at that time in my life was I was really disconnected from myself having learned at a young age to really focus my energy on what I thought other people needed to feel good so that then assuming they felt good I could then feel good too. I really was disconnected from my own emotional experience and my own identity and especially in high school which if everybody has a hard time I would say in high school it's extremely awkward and we're all like growing and going through puberty and feeling stuff and just and that was one of the most difficult times in my life. I was so lost from myself and I really sought out all these different identities and I sought out a lot of very extreme expressions of different identities to try them on and see what, I mean, I don't really know. It's kind of hard to give words to, but I just, I look at that time in my life as a a time of really seeking, seeking kind of the depths. One way to say it might be, I was seeking the depths of, yeah, like extremism, like almost extreme expressions and like extreme expressions of even danger in that way, or like just wanted to experience the depths of what life had to offer. And that manifested in some pretty shadowy, 
dark ways at the time. But in hindsight, I can see that I was just seeking. I was really seeking to find out, like, who am I? Why am I here? And drugs and alcohol were also a means for me to explore that, even if they were also used as an escapism at the time. Mm. Yeah, I totally understand that. And Mm. thank you so much for sharing that. I personally went to a Christian private preparatory school and we were like super brainwashed. So I wasn't really into like heavier things until college, but I had the same experience starting in college. I lived a very unconscious, drug-filled, party-filled life until I was around like 29 or 30. And then I finally was like, wait, I've been like wasting so much time. Like I don't even remember half the experiences that I've had. I've just been like sleepwalking through them. And Hmm. there were certain things that brought me to an awareness that like my rock bottom moments. So I'm curious for you, like how long were you on that trajectory? And then what was the inflection point where Mm. you like started to snap out of it and take a different direction Mm. to where you are now? Yeah, there's many moments. You know, I started drinking when I was 14. I did a whole bunch of different, all sorts of different stuff for probably 10 years. And it was a really like intense time in which I would definitely identify myself as an alcoholic and an addict throughout that period. And uh, one of my first awakening moments along that journey actually happened really young when I was 17. And one of my best friends, who was really a sister, was the first person to tell me that I had a drinking problem and that she couldn't be around me when I was drinking, which was all the time. (laughs) And that really woke me up. The first person that I really loved, who was seeing what I was doing to myself and blacking out and just doing really, putting myself in danger in some pretty serious ways. And at that point, I was already being arrested and things like that. And and that really woke me up. And I went to an AA meeting, actually, when I was 17 for the first time. But I went to that meeting and I felt, wait a minute, I'm really young. I need to go to college and have fun. I don't think it's that bad yet. And I was, I really, at that moment, felt like I was breaking my own heart because I was in that moment choosing to, like, not... I was choosing to let go of my best friend in the entire world and choosing instead this identity in which I felt safe, in which I felt like I just, I had to, there's no way that I could picture my life without drinking or without partying, because otherwise I didn't know who I was or what I was going to, what I was going to do. And then, so I carried on with that for the next couple of years, and then I would say my rock bottom moment, and again, there were one of many moments, I'm a stubborn soul. Me too. Stubborn soul. It's like, universe, what's that saying? It's God's going to send you a little storm. If you don't hear the storm, you're going to get a tornado. If you don't hear that, you're going to get pushed (laughs) off the cliff. My my personal phrase is the universe whispers, but if you don't listen, it'll raise its voice. Yeah, and it's going to slap you across the face. And that was what it took for me to wake up. And I'm so grateful. My One of the, the biggest awakening moments for me was being in therapy. I was, And this will give you an idea of like the double life I was leading at this time. I was like 24 years old, maybe about to turn 24. And I was really uh, suffering greatly. I was living in New York City. I, by all outside appearances, you would think I had it made. And certainly in my social media communication, you would think I like was living the life. Because I was really convinced that if I just looked good enough, and if everyone else thought that I looked good, maybe I could feel good. Maybe I would feel okay. And, uh, and I was deeply suffering inside, feeling like I had no idea what I was doing here on this planet. I had no idea what my purpose was. I had no idea, like, why am I alive? And I was having panic attacks on the street. I think I told you about this last time we hung out. I was having panic attacks on the street because I was doing so much cocaine and drinking all the time. I was going to a full-time job, but that wasn't enough to satisfy my thirst for extremism and all of these different forms of expression that were helping me really 
just release all this energy I was withholding. And so at night, I was, even into having a full-time job, at night, like a couple days a week, I was stripping and escorting. And I was doing that like heavily intoxicated. And so eventually I go to the therapist because my poor parents were getting phone calls from me having these panic attacks where I'd call them. And they had no idea what I was doing. They thought I just had a job and I was like doing my thing in New York. They had no idea, but I would call them freaking out, like walking across the street and just feeling, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what my life means. So you can imagine they were pretty worried about me and they sent me to therapy. And I thought I was going to therapy to have someone help me with my career. That's really what I, I was in such denial and so addicted and committed to upholding this front of maintaining my appearance that I literally was in therapy asking this person for support and navigating my career path. So eventually, long story short again, I'm in this session with her a few sessions in, and I finally tell, for whatever reason, I had a God moment in which I finally told her the truth. And I had never told anybody the truth about everything that I was doing at that time. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I saw the look in her eyes, like looking back at me, and I just felt such a piercing energy, unlike anything I had ever felt, which I, I feel is the presence of grace. Mm. And I saw almost, I saw myself like looking back at me in the mirror. Mm. And I really saw, it was like my soul screaming at me, you're gonna die if you keep doing this. Mm. You're gonna die. And upholding this front is just, that's gonna just kill you on its own because of how much energy that's taking to maintain. So that was the moment, not that immediate moment, but soon after I got sober and I started taking care of myself and that's really where my journey began. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much. You're a warrior. Mm -hmm. Mm. I see you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. It's such a powerful story of survival and grace and now knowing who you are, you're somebody who... I look to for alignment activation and you're a pillar in our community and you're on book tours and you're just like modeling vibrant aligned way of being. So I'm sure you have tons of things that you could suggest for people to do to take care of themselves and to lift themselves out of the same position. And maybe you could share like one of your most potent self-love, self-care practices right Mm. now. And then also let people know how they can connect with you further if they Mm. want to. Yeah, thank you so much. It's simple. It's like the stuff that I've learned that's like the most effective, like the most effective practices and tools that have helped me connect with myself and love myself and feel more liberated. It's like, they're simple things, but they require commitment. They require commitment to really integrate. And so if you're resonating with anything that you're hearing right now, no matter where you are, whether you're just feeling anxiety, feeling lost, feeling disconnected from your purpose, just wanting to feel more aligned, wanting to feel more at peace, really. I think we can all use a little bit more peace and presence and connection in our lives. Why else are we here? And to cultivate more of all of the above, the most powerful practice I could suggest and really invite you into is it's so simple and it's something that I call connect to self. And it sounds simple, but it requires a commitment and it requires an urgency to really, really receive the benefit of this. And all it is, is set a timer on your phone for every 20 minutes and have that timer go off and remind you to take a deep breath into your heart, connect with yourself, connect with your own energy, connect with your spirit, 
your soul, your higher self, your inner child, whatever energy that you connect with that really helps plug you into your essence, to your heart, to your soul. Take a couple deep breaths. And then just ask yourself, even in silence, connecting with this energy, asking yourself, what is it that I need in this moment to feel my best? What is it that I need to feel supported? How can I support myself? How can I give myself what I need right now to thrive? And really listen and become aware of how your higher consciousness, how your soul, how your truth makes itself known to you. Really listen. That voice may communicate to you through words, through pictures, through feeling. So make this a practice. And as you receive guidance, this is your intuition speaking to you through good feelings. As you receive that guidance, it is essential that you take action immediately. And don't delay. Don't wait. Give yourself what you need immediately. And the more you practice this moment by moment, you will feel not only alignment and more synchronicity in your life, but really you'll just deepen your connection with yourself and, and deepen into so much self-love and gratitude, really. You know, this is such an esteem-building practice. And I'll tell you, at the beginning, when I first started this practice, it wasn't easy for me. And it can bring up a lot. It can bring up a lot of worthiness issues. It can bring up a lot of shame or guilt. It can bring up all sorts of different things. So I just encourage you to stay with it and the more that you stay committed to this practice, again, however simple it may seem to you, really do it until this could become your default way of being. And imagine what life is like when lived in that moment-to-moment series of just listening and giving yourself what you need, feeling supported, honoring your desires. Imagine what life is like when you live that way. And the last thing I want to say there is when you're in that practice, like the thing I get really excited about is how you just... In embodying your higher self, right? And embodying your beauty, your love, and just radiating like your essence through really just honoring your desires fully and completely, being so joyful and so satisfied, so abundant. Imagine how much of an invitation you are just in your presence, just in your being, independent of anything you do or create or independent of any action, just how you show up, the energy you share. You are an invitation for other people to receive healing, to receive a reflection of what's possible for them without, without even saying anything. So that's what I get really excited about is like, wow, everyone can be an invitation just in being more you, feeling more fulfilled, you know, showing up in your life that way. Mm. Thank you so much, Sydney. The frequency of this room is definitely different. And I appreciate it. And I'm sure that everyone listening can feel that too. I hope that you had a chance to be still and really close your eyes and go deep to really like feel the vibration that she's sharing. And if you didn't, then I invite you to listen again when you're not driving, when you can just really take it in. And if you want to connect with Sydney further, she has a website, sydneycampos.com. And I believe you're at Sydney Campos on Instagram. Anywhere else, anything else you would like people to know or... Yeah, I think you got it all. I do retreats. I'm hosting a retreat over New Year's in Bali, which is so exciting. It's called Transform and Transcend. And I'm going on book tour all over the place. You can find that at the-empath-experience.com. And I think that's it. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right, fam. That's this week's episode of Awakening Genius. We keep it 100 over here. Peace. Peace. 
I hope you enjoy that episode of Awakening Genius and that you feel closer to embodying your full creative expression. If you like what we're doing here, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Connect with us on social media at Awakening Genius. And if you want to go deeper into anything we talked about on this episode, you can go to AwakeningGenius.club. This is Dijon. Much love. Peace.